Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller and all we say is please at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel belted radios and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Behold, 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 ah, a Pale Podcast. We get down with it, you know what I mean? It's very nice, you know? We've got uh, an in-studio, you know, Scary Jr., Yes. For uh, for reasons, we'll, we'll, we won't go too deep into the name in case he's, we're being circulated at this time. But usually you're on the Zoom. You're in the Zoom box talking, uh, and you're not there quite sitting with me. You know what I mean? Usually you're, you're, you're in a faraway land, and we we got you live and direct. I don't know. I, I don't trust him. I don't think he's really, uh, really him. I, I think you have to do a DNA test. Maybe yes, check his fingerprints. Yeah. He got him in the airplane and made him reptilian. We got, we <laughs> got... was sent by the Bohemian Grove Gentlemen's Club Ooh. to infiltrate uh, uh, Behold the Pale podcast. Wow, Brother oh. Jeff, that was very nice. Bohemian well, I Grove, mean, I mean at least it shows that we've gone to a certain level where they're trying to infiltrate our, our uh, podcast. Hey, Brother Alexander over there, I hear him off in the distance. Very nice. Ooh. You know. Bohemian Grove. Ladies and gentlemen, that'll be our topic for this eve. Um, Bohemian Grove is just, it's one of those legendary conspiracy Illuminati things that just go way back, and it's one of those one of those th- those things that was proven, you know what I mean, that, that it was a real thing, and that was kind of, there's certain little elements every now and then that kind of put conspiracies on their head. They flip them, flip them up, you know what I mean? And I think this Bohemian Grove ordeal uh, is one like that. You know, I probably heard about the Bohemian Grove like 10, 15 years ago. I think I first heard of it through music, uh, some rappers, some underground rappers talking about it. I think Vinny Paz. Um, and you hear about this kind of 
area that no one else is allowed to go to when it's all these movers and shakers of the world and they gather almost like they rent out a campground because it's like a it's a little island somewhere where you can't really get to they have security all on the grounds i know there's a big wooden owl that they worship which for anybody that gets down with like the illuminati thing the owl fits in with that you also have uh, the owl and elements of you know um ufo there's you have a lot of owl ufo elements which is interesting um you know people think that they bring children there to kill them i don't think that goes on there uh who's to say what happens i mean no footage or anything of that's ever been leaked out um but you know i know they get there they do chants they i think they're like they're like half naked um i believe they're getting drunk off of you know liqueurs and, and, and hops. Um, just and kinda, also the, uh, the virgin blood of infant children. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's all, it's like skull and bones. Like, you know, skull and bones is that elite college group you want to be. And if you can get in with that, you're going to be a mover and shaker. And it's almost like these are reun- like, like college reunions. That's what these things kind of play as. And they do all types of weird rituals and they pray to the owl it's just very weird and that's where meetings are had where they kind of figure out the direction the world's going to be going in or the direction that they want it to go in um which is very very crazy you know what i mean uh, sailed off by black helicopters in a private security force i know alex jones uh, went went in there many many moons ago. I think he was the first. It might have been the first time the world really heard of Alex Jones in a big way. Uh, and it was definitely the first time that Bohemian Grove got some major attention. I think where he snuck in with his kid with a camera, dude with a camera, and they were like getting the chanting and the the fires that were going. And uh, I believe they caught him or he, they uh, maybe they didn't catch him and they, they probably didn't catch him because if they caught him, he probably never would have seen that footage. He probably would have at least been confiscated if not put in the grave next to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, it's one of those deals. Well, uh, it's, it's funny. I mean, the thing is that uh, I have a question about that. When he yes. released the footage, uh, did uh, he name names? Did he show anybody? I mean, I believe, I'm... if I remember correctly, the footage that was released of it was it was somewhat far away. It didn't get too close. It was from the bushes. I think there was footage like oh, like from like from from the water before they went over there, and then there was a little bit of footage before. You don't see faces. You can see people in the darkness. You know, dressed crazy. Um, doing these chanting, screaming, laughing, running around, just being crazy. Um, and then he also had some interviews, I think, and I believe it was him, it could have been other people, but, um, where he would, some of the people that were supposed to be there, he'd, he'd, he'd kind of confront them like a reporter would, you know, at the, at the fucking courthouse stairs or whatever. And he'd say, what do you know about Bohemian Grove? And, you know, some of the reactions to that is very interesting for our our folks out there listening. You know, go check out some of those YouTube videos. There's people that get there's politicians that get that know they're on camera and they 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 like break. They break kfeb, you know what I mean? Where they're pretty much like 
don't you don't want to be talking about this. They're like trying to threaten him without threatening him type deal. It's weird and like ego. You can see how these some of these people can't control their ego at all. Where like you would just think to yourself, well, yeah, if you were part of this organization and somebody brought it up and you're not supposed to talk about it and all like that, you know, don't talk about it. Don't be like, just be like, I have no idea what you're talking about would be the smart thing to do. You know what I mean? But these people go, what do you want to, uh, don't ask me about that. And they automatically jump to the defensive. You know what I mean? Their website it just takes you to the Washington Post. Like, yeah. I can't find the. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, the the, the reason I, I wanted to ask on that yeah. is that if you really want to delve into uh, part of the conspiracy that, that could be, is that you said Alex Jones really wasn't known before that, right? Oh, I see where you're going. Well, the thing is, look at it this way, okay? Alex Jones, he sneaks in, he has Kevin. Now, what he releases is far away. You don't have any, like, it's not like he got Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton naked and, you know, rummaging through the, the, the uh, woods or anything. But maybe yeah. he did. Maybe he actually got some actual footage and it was kind of like, hey, I put this stuff out. I got the real shit. You don't want the real shit to come out, you know? Give me a little bit more for the show. You know, give me a few politicians like, oh, you shouldn't talk about that. No, no. And after doing that, then because he has the footage, they make a deal with him. They help, you know, promote his, you know, his talk show and then, you know, uh, and let him do his thing. And that's because now if I was doing this, you know, uh, video thing and I don't have any any actual like images. I mean it sounds like almost like you know catching Sasquatch footage. Okay. Right. You can see uh, it can you see a figure there, you can see people moving, but you don't have like any clear pick picture of who's there. Now I mean if if it was me and it was and also definitely uh, the Alex uh, uh, kind of guy. He seems that if, if you, yeah, if if you do that, and then you got the stuff, but you only release like the stuff that really doesn't confirm anything. Okay, you you show them that you got the stuff, mm. and you also have put out that the public is now interested, so they can't just you know you know hide you under the rug or anything like that. So you got leverage. So I mean that's that's what uh, the way I would go with uh, the whole Alex Jones thing. I mean the, the interview with the dude that gets all excited and angry is he's like a very man baby like it could be like a Bud Dwyer effect where you know I think like we said I think Bud Dwyer was a little sloppy I think he you know he he kind of dropped the ball and then the higher up people made him kind of do do the deed I almost feel like maybe. That guy that got upset is seems so like, like un like unmanageable. You know, yeah. I mean, they probably just trying to give him hard times. Yeah, I mean, not- I mean, the thing is that if he, like I said, I mean, they probably if he did catch that, say someone like the Clintons or someone else, you know, there, yeah. and he has all this footage, and you know, he he manipulates the uh, situation. They're like, hey, here's a few politicians. 
catch them. They'll be, of course, flustered and all that. You can use that for your show, but you're not. And so they give them up, you know, the like maybe second ring or third ring worth of people that might have shown up there. Yeah, but how the uh, the pledges, you know, the people trying to get in, you know, it's like, hey, man, this is like Rush Week, okay? Uh, what uh, what you have to do is that for Rush Week, you're going to have this guy come up and ask you about Bohemian Grove, but you got to act cagey or something like that. And you might, you know, be allowed into the Grove, man. Yeah, but how do they prove, did they prove that the video was even, was real? Like, or was it staged? Like, I, f- I mean, I he was operating InfoWars at the time, right? Like he probably could have easily gotten a group of people together and like burn something in the woods. He could have. I mean, I think I it might've been pre that. Like but. he could even go to, you know, like I, he could definitely have gone to the, so, you know, location of Bohemian Grove and like probably caught people driving in and like caught them off guard and like got them all like, you know, probably why is this guy interviewing me kind of thing. But I mean, everything beyond that could have very much been just him kind of going into a remote part of the woods and like, you know, staging it. That's possible. You probably, you probably wouldn't have had to spend a crazy amount of, you know, money to like make it look like, I mean, he was so far away too that it doesn't seem unreasonable that things could have been kind of jerry-rigged in such a way to. Yeah. I mean, the thing I mean, is, I wouldn't put it. Like Alex Jones, like this guy's tapped. <laughs> well, yeah. He used to be Bill Hicks. There's a theory that he used to be the comedian Bill Hicks. And that'd be quite a joke to play on everybody if that was the <laughs> case with this fake Bohemian Grove. But what other way? What other better way to start off? You know, your big media platform than with yeah. that. And the dude who freaks out in the interview actually seems like uh, maybe he was assaulted sexually because they do perform acts and there's hazing at this thing. So it's possible. I've heard that there they certain folks might perform acts on each other. So if that was the case, maybe he had to perform an act on somebody he didn't really want to perform an act on, and maybe they now make fun of him because he's he's a dummy or something. You know what I mean? And uh, well, it's no longer good for him. I mean, I mean, these secret societies. I mean, and 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 all that. I always find it uh, just amazing. I mean, it's like going uh, uh, dealing with like uh, the frats and sororities in college. I, and I never even thought about pledging to any of those things because they're always full of like the most, you know, despicable and, and, and pain in the ass people ever. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's like nothing redeeming about these people. Yeah. And, and people are like, Oh, I want to be part of it. It's a brotherhood. They're like, it's not a brotherhood if, if like they treat you like shit. Okay. It's, I, I thought it's, on maybe the, like this club is I don't know, this could be like the I guess the one logical way of looking at it like trying to get around like how, why you know all these guys are meeting in the woods and so forth but like um yeah i'd imagine that most of these people ex-presidents and you know and actors and you know rich executives like i mean most of these people can't live normal lives you know like most of these people can't go to the grocery store and like um, buy a loaf of bread without being, you know, followed by, yeah. you know, cameras and like, so, I mean, and part of me thinks like, of course there's bound to be a ridiculous amount of like, like speculation. And I think that there's really stuff that uh, 
definitely some stuff that can be wrongly interpreted or like, I mean, maybe it is, maybe they're doing weird things, like burning. um, I don't know, like the sacrifice of cremation of care was something that I read about briefly, like a Mm -hmm. minute ago, where they like, they have like um, all the worries of their daily lives kind of setting, you know, setting that on fire. And like their guilty conscience setting a place without guilty. But I mean, maybe it could be just, them all getting together in a place where it's just a bunch of people that are very similar in the sense where they can't really live. They can't lead this. They can't lead a normal life. And it's them getting together and kind of forgetting for a moment, like that they're famous, you know, like they don't have to worry about like president fucking Nixon's probably not, you know, he's not going to, not going to have president Reagan, like jumping up and down, like, Oh my God, you know, it's like another insane, like likewise, like these people have, have such big egos probably typically that they, they don't really care what other famous people are around them, you know? Mm. Um, it's like a pre burning man. It's like burning yeah. man before burning man. Oh, it sounds like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that I know, uh, back, uh, I used to hang out with the guy who like, you know, was totally into conspiracies and, um, he was talking about, you know, Bohemian uh, Grove, and he was talking about how you know, uh, that that it's all like the big movers and shakers, like all around the world, meeting up, and that he said that like to sacrifice to the gods. That's why we have wars, you know, sacrificing, you know, childrens, uh, uh, young men and women in wars was kind of to appease their god, Yikes. to you know. To you know, quench its bloodlust or something like that. I believe that. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, the thing is <clears throat> that I do not doubt that those in charge, you know, uh, have these wars for their own uh, selfish desires. I mean, the only thing is, I don't, I don't think any of them are, are uh, organized enough or, or, or have any kind of religious. Um, mentality enough to do, be doing it for any quote-unquote deity. I mean, yeah. it could be. It could possibly be. I mean, it's... I mean, there's been crazier things that have happened in the world, but... and But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that if... if it is a secret society where they worship some owl and they, and they have to, like, sacrifice, you know, young people for it, I wouldn't be surprised that, uh, you know... They cause wars just just to do that. So they have this belief that it helps keep them in power or something like that. Makes sense. You know what I mean? I mean, you could also flip it too. Like you could think like maybe they're making a mockery of the fact that like everyone else is like, maybe they're making a mockery of religion. You know, like maybe yeah. they're just kind of, um, yeah, I don't know. Satanists. Let's oh, come little... on. Honestly, I, I've met some Satanists that are, are, are a lot more forgiving and loving than a lot of Christians I've met. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that being said, we're going to jump into a little bit of a, on the Bohemian. <clears throat> you know, sailed off from the public by helicopters and armed guards. Some 2,500 of the world's wealthiest, most influential, and most powerful men uh, meet each year for 17 intense days in private. Uh, 2,700-acre retreat on the Russian River in uh, Sonoma County, California. 
The rites and rituals of the San Francisco Bohemian Club are held in secret uh, in a grove of ancient redwood trees. But the decisions made there shape international policies that influence people throughout the world. Conspiracy theorists state that the principal theme of the annual meeting is celebration of patriarchy, racism, and class privilege. Boom. Yeah, I mean, if Ray Bootman was here, he'd be talking about this, you know, the connections to spiritualism that goes into this. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, that if you were to be, if you were to, if you were to subscribe to the good and evil, you know what I mean? God and the devil type stuff and that you could tap into the devil that would give you this incredible power on earth, but you'd have to give back to him in a negative way, but you would be all powerful. If you go back to that, then yeah, you could definitely kind of get your vibe for if these, or that's what these people believe, you know, which they could. I mean, you getting to that place is it takes more than takes more than luck. It takes more than preparation. It takes more than money to the certain places that they got to. Now, these are all things that you need to get to that place, but it takes more than just these things. So there, maybe there really is the eliteness is beyond physical means. You know what I mean? Maybe there is some type of spiritual element there that's bringing these people to the forefront of, you know, ultimate power. Well, uh, I think that the spiritual uh, thing driving them all together is, is greed. <laughs> I mean... Well, greed's evil. Greed, greed, greed is very, you know, like if you were to go d- dive into, you know, like the satanic Bible, you know, greed is good. It's not just uh, Greco, you know what I mean, <laughs> in Wall Street, but it's, 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 it's a big thing. You know, I believe the Satanic Bible, there's different, you know, Satanists have diff- dis- dis- different ways of, of, of living like Christians. You have some that go out there and probably will kill kids, for real, for Satan. And then there's like another type of Satanist that just is more... Uh, it's more of like a selfish type religion, if you will, or not so much selfish, but out for yourself where, you know, a Christian belief would be like, okay, if I have, if I have two loaves of bread and my neighbor's going hungry, I I give my neighbor the loaf of bread and I have a loaf of bread, but the other belief would be more, well, I keep both loaves of bread for me and fuck my neighbor. You know what I mean? Which is kind of, we call that the American way. Not so much <laughs> Satanism. We call it the American way. But I mean, I would well, argue I, that I, even the, the giving the bread, like most, I think even in, in, in most Christians' eyes, they act out of the belief that like it's going to benefit them. Right. Like, they, they're well, going to give that loaf of bread to their neighbor because heaven. Yeah. Because Heaven's the benefit. payoff. There's yeah. like a benefit. Otherwise, I feel like if it was like you weren't guaranteed, you didn't have this grandiose idea of anything, you'd probably just be like, well, I'm just going to eat that fucking loaf of bread next week and then my shit on the other loaf yeah. or like my neighbor's Fuck not gonna like if i just have a loaf of bread right now probably not gonna have a loaf of bread tomorrow it's true i mean what jeff was i'm with jeff where he's going i mean like what the, the rules of i'll say the rules of christianity if you will would be that loaf of bread deal where yeah i agree yeah. with you a lot of them wouldn't you know yes. i've met a lot of christians and i think they would you know and i think it's more <laughs> animal instinct you know well, what I, mean? I, I, I mean, I mean, this, this is this is what drives me crazy. I mean, I, I was born Catholic. I went to private school. I did all yeah. that, and you know, I learned about the Ten Commandments. I, I, you know, read the Bible, all that great stuff. Mm. And what I just find hilarious is that 
there's so many, I mean, you listen to so many of these people who are, you know, screaming and yelling about how, you know, uh, they're Christians, they uh, believe in Catholic values and all that, and they don't live by any of it. I mean, it. I always find it hilarious when you got people who are saying that, you know, uh, we're trying to protect the family, we're trying to protect, you know, this, and then at the same time, they're pretty much worshipping Donald Trump, who is like the epitome of everything that's uh, that's against the Ten Commandments, which you're supposed to be, you know, following. Yeah. I mean, I mean that I just find freaking yeah, I mean, hilarious. I, I think Christianity. I think like all religions, right? But I think definitely like Christianity because that's the one we probably are most familiar with. I think it's so. These these religions are always corrupted by the time in which they're being um, absorbed. You know, it's or man. So like, man corrupts everything. You, but like, I think the. I think the basic idea is that, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, you just see so much ridiculous stuff. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, most people that are, I think, religious in America are religious on Sunday, and that's it. You know, it's like they, yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I mean, in the it's... back every other day of the week, but then when it comes down, like, when it comes down to church time, you know, it's like they're, they're the, you know, the nicest, most God fearing Christians you'll ever meet in your life. And then, but on Monday you cut them off in a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot, and they just fuck. They'll you know kill you. easily give you the yeah. finger and tell you to fuck yourself. So it's like, I have a question. Ha- have you guys read uh, Huckleberry Finn? Not since I like, was when two I was years young. Old. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's one scene in Huckleberry Finn that I think sums up the entire situation, and and one of the reasons why I love Mark Twain who is a great satirist and really knew how to point out the, the um, insanity of things. Yeah. One of them was that he's talking about this small town where you have, it's kind of like a, a feuding family on both sides. And, you know, they, they go to church, the same church, these two families that have sworn that they're going to kill each other until uh and and all that they go to this church and they leave their guns outside the church and they walk in and as they're sitting there the priest is up there and the priest is doing the sermon about brotherly love you know love thy neighbor help out thy neighbor we should all take care of each other and all that and after he's done that uh you know the two families come out and they're saying you know the priest is right the priest it, it, it has touched us and all that. And then after they leave the church, they kill each other until they're all dead. Okay. I mean, mm. that is what drives me crazy about like the mentality that we find ourselves in. Well, yeah. You know, like I say, using the Catholic religion as, as an example where you have these people who are spouting, yes, you know, we have to love thy neighbor and and all that. And then, of course, it's like, well, it's the neighbor that I think, you know, resembles me or that. It's not all neighbors. It's just that, you know, my neighbor Fred and, and, and Ted and not my uh, neighbor Malcolm and Jamal. I mean, it's... I mean, it's that sounds like racist. Mi- yeah, I was gonna say, that was very Jamal. racist. <laughs> Malcolm and Jamal... 
Hey, I don't know what you're Bill, talking about. Bill and, Ted, I, Bill and Ted and Malcolm and Jamal. <laughs> I got a. I think you know. I got an idea of races on that, and I don't. I don't like where you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying that I always find it interesting that you know everyone seems to be taking the Bible and and only interpreting it for it to favor themselves and not what it's intended for. Well, to go, I mean, that's go, what I'm getting at. To go back to the gang life in the church, they were just very angry that the priest touched them. So they had to get out their aggression some way by killing each other. You know what I mean? You got to be careful out there. Now, the membership to roll, roll, uh, to roll of this elitist group of men, no women members. That's not with the times. That ain't doing it. Now, I wonder how they'd feel about like a, a, like a trans, like a woman turned man. I wonder if they'd allow that to go down. Yeah, like what about Jenner? Yeah, like Jenner. Like she, you think you think she's still going? You know, big person in sports, and then became gigantic in media with the Kardashian yeah. thing. And I do think that those people, like our people, are the elite. Even though they're not politicians or movie stars, they're still polluting people's minds yeah. with celebrity. Well, I would, under, I, would rec- I would think that those people would be more influential than politicians they're the fucking in terms devil of social like in terms of the way that we view things socially yeah like we shape our social perception which shapes our political decisions are very much more so influenced by like those elites yeah people care more about what's what kim kardashian had for breakfast this morning and that's why i think donald trump was such a successful figure politically because he was he a reality had, star like, yeah. he made such a big social impact pro him well, Reagan, you know, we'll get into that a little bit in this too, but he, he came as an actor. I think that's why he was, he was so beloved because he could play the play up the part heavily. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny, uh, if you think about it, because I mean, bringing up Reagan, bringing up Trump, both of them, you know, come from, you know, the entertainment background and then become huge political f- uh, figures. Now look at, uh, what's going on in Ukraine right now. Okay. The the president of Ukraine actually was a comedian first. That was his first job. Okay, he was mm. in entertainment, like you know. I mean, I wouldn't say like, but you know, started out like Reagan and and Trump, being in you know more of the uh, the entertainment side. We learn how to work the room. But here's the thing, mm, okay? I mean, I mean, how much? I mean, would you ever see either Reagan or Trump actually? Staying with his men and fighting an oppressive government? No, they want to be the oppressors. I think Reagan. I mean, that, I I mean that that's the difference Reagan, between Reagan, like Reagan you know like America and Ukraine. I mean, it's like crazy. you know. Uh, I mean, I don't know the the uh, president of Ukraine well enough, but the impression I get from everything I've seen is that. You know he's he's there. He's not. He could easily have been flown out. He was even offered by Biden. Biden's like, hey, can I just fly you out of there? And he's like, I don't need a helicopter. I need ammunition. I need guns. I'm staying and fighting with my men. That goes to tell I mean, you what would ever ha- what Biden would do if this should ever hit the fan. He'd be fucking whoop guns. Well, I mean, B- Biden, Trump, Reagan, all of those would be all uh, running away too. So, you know. I know. I mean, all it, show, it shows you the American so, 
I mean, don't worry, we're I, not I, we're not favoring anybody over your boy. Don't worry, dude. Hey, I hey, I I don't like Biden either. But I mean, the fact is that trying to give either one of them a head up over the other is stupid because they're all yeah, yeah, yeah. in the same category. The only difference is that you know one is less of of a uh, tax on the go- on on our lives than the other. No, but the thing is, both all of them are playing us. I mean, that's a fact. So there's no I women mean, in, uh, allowed. They can it's bring like, their wives. It's like the no girls club. They can bring their wives. No, and like no, kids, ma'am. But they have to be off the premise by like nine to ten p.m. I read. Ooh, or they get fucking murdered so, on the spot. So I, that's how, that's how <laughs> they, they have to go home to make you know the sandwiches. They're well, like, Wikipedia hey, is like super chill about this place. Like, I mean, in terms of, I mean, it's so known. That's why. Like, in, like they got the controversies page, like section. Yeah, and they just talk about like they don't really talk about some of the like you've talked, you know, the, the conspiratorial aspect of like. The Illuminati, of course. But, I mean, there's a huge, like, logging thing on here, too. Like, logging scandal. Oh, really? And, like, I guess something about, like, logging. Yeah. But... Hmm. I wonder if... The, yeah. the you know, I dropped a log earlier today. I've heard that, 1942, yeah. like, I think that's been proven. Yeah, I think yeah, we actually yeah. talked about that on an earlier episode. I wonder if they land, that land holds any special power. Because if Ray was here, we'd talk about ley lines and different area where energy energy gets trapped you know uh and it could be that's why it brings so much negative negativity to that area you know what it's I mean? probably probably where the ewoks live ewoks. <laughs> they probably live out there and they're they're, sh- they're keeping them away from us but- hey why because we would turn the ewoks into slaves if we had ewoks would be fucking them and slaving them up you can't do that to the ewoks dude so no women are allowed. So you definitely fucking the Miwoks for sure. <laughs> um, but you know, you know, it includes the super wealthy, the blood dynasty, family members of the Illuminati, corporate uh, chefians, and high government officials. According to the, uh, a number of conspiracy theorists and several fundamentalist Christian evangelistic ministers, one might find among the rich and politically powerful. Yeah, I feel like the your Joel Olsteins and your all those big religious people are going to be rot. They're going to be dancing in the rain with some acid in their system at Bohemian Grove too, probably naked. They're like naked with inverted crosses on them and all that crazy madness. But yeah, be careful with the inverted penis. Got you every time. Got you every time, dude. What's crazy is I'm looking at the pictures and it just reminds me of like every summer camp that I ever went to. Like while I was a Boy Scout. I think that's what they're going for. Like it's just a big Boy Scout diddle fest. They do diddle. It's it's they, proven they that they do diddle. diddle each other. Well, it's proven they do they do sexual when I said that they do sexual acts on each other and stuff, that was no jokes. That was legitimate stuff. Like they would in the hazing stuff. So that dude that was freaking out probably uh you know, he had a Zima light. And then gave everybody blowjobs and said, oh, I was drunk. And they said, you had a Zima light, Charlie. And he said, don't ever fucking talk to me about this again. I've seen Alex in a position like that once or twice. Oh, fuck you. Now, to go with what I was just saying, you know, you get all these political, powerful gentlemen 
Fucking Epstein probably there. Epstein was probably all over that thing. All the presidents no, go Epstein there. probably ran it. People that run all the big media organizations and the news That's are the fucking thing, like, there. Do we know who... Is there, like, any... Yeah, we're going to get a little deeper about, like, into who it. Runs or, like, who operates the club? Like, is there... Like, who... Because somebody's got to be, like... I bet the people... Somebody's got to be actually, like, doing the day-to-day. Like, yeah, I bet it's no none of these higher-ups. It's like an Epstein, probably. It's probably, like, an Epstein-type character that would get you things for the elite. That's probably who kind of schedules these things. Mm-hmm. Um... It's kind of, yeah, so we get former U.S. Presidents George H.W. Bush uh, and Gerald Ford, Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia, former Secretary of Defense Casper Weinberger, and mayors of Los Angeles, San Francisco, and other major cities, astronauts Wally Shearer and Frank Borman. That's kind of, they're there for the stories, I feel. They want to hear about going to space. But I think that the space thing plays, the, I, we, there's a weird... I think the government believes in like interdimensional stuff. I think there's a lot of weird stuff that they believe in and they, 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 uh, educate themselves and try and dig deeper into and they would never tell us that they do it because they don't, they don't want us to know that certain things are real and they don't want to come off as crazy themselves. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, other major cities, we had those astronauts were their former FBI and CIA directors. Former Secretaries of State George Schultz and Henry Kissinger, you know what I mean? Uh, international bankers and the heads of big oil companies. Many of the world's media chiefs uh, are Bohemian Grove members, including the leading represent- representatives of Time Magazine, People Magazine, CNN, and many other information outlets. So there you go. I mean, it's kind of, it's not, it's the movers and shakers, it's the people that, that, you know, whatever the media wants you to see or they want you to feel anger towards a certain side, it's all how they kind of show it to you. You know what I mean? It's real tricky. Kissinger was the dude who had one of my favorite quotes of all time um, that I quoted a couple episodes ago. I forget what it was right now, but it was it was glorious. He was peeling the veil back, I think, a little bit. And a lot of these people, I think the higher up they are, they don't care. They don't really care. They know how untouchable they are, so they just kind of say whatever they want to say, and who cares? They don't really care. You know what I mean? Uh, former German Chancellor Helmut Schmidt is alleged to have commented that th- his weekend as a guest at the Bohemian Grove encampment was one of the most astounding experiences that he ever had in the United States. Yeah, I... You know, you hear a lot of people, like comedians, several comedians, they take that with ayahuasca. That's like a new thing. They take uh, like hallucinate, hallucination drugs and they all trip out and talk to God and they come back with, with new worth and, you know, they, they, they love themselves and all that crazy thing and they're using it for like getting over depression and all that stuff. So I think it's really Maybe they go I there. Start doing that. You should. They, they go there. I think they take a lot of drugs. And I think they, they they get caught up in it. I think it's the Burning Man. I think it's really the Burning Man. These people go there, they get drunk, they fucking there's no probably, cameras. There's like no cameras. Though. They get fucking annihilated trying to find themselves. I bet there's a bunch of prostitution going on there, probably of all ages. Unfortunately, um, yeah, you know the thing. What we've seen, I feel like what you what people have seen it's just kind of the tip of the iceberg with what's actually going on there. I question though, like how, I mean, what is the, I'm assuming 
if the president's going, yeah, and ex presidents are going, like there's got to be also like a fair share secret of like service. Secret Service and stuff there because like I doubt that they're just gonna let the president sit down with like every single you know I don't know we're just a crazy extensive amount of background I don't know. You know, I mean, I agree with you on that. But it just seems like a huge risk to take, like if the president's going and chilling in some place with no, pretty much let loose for two weeks or like whatever, or four weeks, and just don't do anything, you know, like, seems kind of, seems kind of risky. It, it's weird. It's definitely a weird. They, they did say that they had security around the whole place. But realistically, if you knew all those people were going to be there. Somebody could try and drop a bomb over there, shoot something over there. If they could get on land, you know, a suicide bomb, run into the middle of everybody doing their worship and just blow everybody up. You figure if you kill, you kill a, you kill a good chunk of people there, you're going to make a pretty big impact in the world in some way or the other. You know what I mean? Um, not that we suggest doing something like that, of course. But um, according to an informant, for the conspiracy theorist, Great Britain's Queen Elizabeth made a stunning cameo appearance at the Bohemian Grove in 1983. And then I was born that year. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, you know, Queen Elizabeth is no stranger from conspiracy theories, you know, whether it's killing her daughter-in-law or eating children, whatever it may be. She's got... That could be real life stuff, or it could just be the fact that anybody in that high position of power is always going to have shit talked about them. Now, Her Majesty was honored with a wild, ecstatic pagan dance ceremony, complete with stage props such as Egyptian pyramids and Babylonian artifacts. You know, I know a lot of the, the when you go back the, the Egyptian stuff, they it's weird. I, I think that they. I think that the, like those higher ups practice some ancient religion that might not be a positive one, but it's what gives them what they want to be happy type deal. Mm. Um, whether it's even it could be mumbo, it could be mumbo jumbo, but they're believing it. You know what I mean? Um, that's crazy though. And the, like the ba- Babylonian artifacts, you know what I mean? You're going way back there. Well, I mean, a lot of these people are also just weird in general. Like, yeah, you listen to interviews with some of like. You know, I, I was watching an interview with even just like Kanye. It was like Kanye West the other Kanye day. Kanye would be there that for guy, sure. That guy's got some like insane, insane viewpoints. And I feel like a lot of like really ultra wealthy people that are kind of secluded from normal society. Like, I think it's easy for them to get really caught up in spiritual, like self, like self, like the spiritual self almost, you know, like yeah. I can imagine that they spend a lot of time alone yeah or like just um, among other people that share in a similar struggle of so yeah i think it's like these people tend to i mean i've I've heard a lot of interviews with different different like ultra wealthy kind of like people like kanye is one of them like you know and like just a strange just a strange guy like i wouldn't be surprised if he was worshiping you know some like the egyptian deities I I think that he probably does. Like I, something like that. I think he's too loose, too much for loose cannon to be invited to like a Bohemian Grove because it talk about it. Yeah. I remember he had he went out against Jay Z a couple of years ago, saying how Jay Z was Illuminati and was all this. Yeah, he's like super anti like everything record like label establishment yeah. type business. Kanye is very weird. He, it's it'd be interesting to look what like. In 50 years to look back on Kanye, we're living it, so it's very weird. There really hasn't been 
somebody like that, you know what I mean? Where it's an artist that kind of broke through into pop culture. And now like with the Kardashian thing, like people care so much about all that bullshit about them getting divorced. And like, if you, if you could take a tally of like the things that people care about the most in this world right now, like, like, you know, by, you know what I mean? By taking out of people's, you, they would be fucking, it would, it'd be, they probably talk more about that than the Ukraine thing right now. You know what I mean? Like, realistically, it's kind yeah, of, which, which is extremely sad and depressing. Well, it is for sure. You know what I mean? But yeah, I definitely think that Kanye probably does the Egyptian, all those Egyptian gods yeah, and stuff like that. Similar, like a, some probably. He, yeah, Kanye, I believe, said that he, his his mother died, and he said that his mother was a sacrifice. He sacrificed his mother to be famous, and he didn't kill her. But he he said something like where he had a conversation with a, the powers that be, and I don't know if he said you should take my mother, but I feel it was probably one of those things where it's like, you know, I'll do anything. I don't care if it's something I shouldn't be doing. I'll do anything to be famous, and just that anything. You know, I guess, you know, whatever would know is hard, I guess, and be like, well, would you let this happen? And if he says, well, if, if, if I was going to be as famous as I, Kanye, think about how fucking famous Kanye is. Huge, dude. Um, and it is unfortunate, but like, he's a weird dude. I've been watching a little bit of that Netflix special he's got going on. And I think he's autistic. I think he's yeah, definitely. I think he's not like wrong with him. Yeah, but like, I think there's <laughs> such. I think but, you know, like, I know you he's mean. got some sort of um, minimum. I Dif- think he's I got think a he different way of social, looking at things. Yeah, I feel like he definitely has like a, a, a kind of a social, um, like disability. he's socially awkward, like a social sort of disability. And he's yeah, because he, he, yeah, and he doesn't. He's in his own world. His Joe, Rogan which is very weird. Podcast, his JRE interview was really weird. They were talking to him about like what he would do if he was president, and he was like talking about like a one world, like a new, like a focused kind of like government, you know, like he would just yeah. everything would just be centralized under like his notion of what is best. I think he trolls sometimes. Like he'd be like too. a dictator or something. He he would be though. It, it's weird, dude. It's a very weird thing. I don't think anybody ever know the real Kanye. He'd become, he'd become like the president, and the next thing you know, like you too, he'd just download all of his music under your under your iPhone. You know, it would come with every iPhone. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they would ever. I don't think that they'd ever allow him to be president because he's so wacky. People like him, but they never let him in. Let they let Trump in. It'd be kind of like Donald Trump deal. He's going to be Donald Trump's vice president. Imagine that flip. They were friendly for a little bit. Um, You know, in the allegations of certain researchers, the Bohemian Grove hierarchy exercises considerable control over the U.S. presidency. President Ronald Reagan once confided to friends that it was his acceptance to the men of the Bohemian Grove following his coming out at one of their conclaves. That sealed it for his, sealed his win for the high office of the president, which I could definitely see that. Cause if you have all these big movers and shakers, people that own company, like if you own all these big corporations, let's say, and you push your agenda on your people that work for you, which they do, you know, they do this thing. Um, I could definitely see these people swaying. You also have the media. So if the media wants, 
you to, if the news and the media want you to be in presidency, they're going to make the other person look like shit, make you look like gold. You know what I mean? It's definitely, you know, going, getting into bed with those people is definitely a good look for if you're trying to do something. So with that being said, we have a new sponsor for the show, ladies and gentlemen, the Bohemian Grove Club. Um, <laughs> Bohemian but, Grove Gentlemen's Club. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I think it's like, it's, it's, it's the elite and it's like the, 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 the gatekeepers almost. Yeah. And it probably gives them a, an opportunity to like play out the fantasy of what they think their job, in, you know, is like. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking like, how many big CEO executives going to work every day thinking that everybody below them is like, they're fucking slaves. You know, right. like, like walking around on their hands and knees, like, what can I get you today, master? You know, like, it's probably something like that too. Like they just go there and just anything they want to do, anything that they ha- they can't do, you know, in, in the public eye, like they just make happen. You're the, you're, you're, well, they feel that eliteness. So go with that corporation thing. You push it all on your people. And if you sh- if you push a product to the public, now you put all that, all that propaganda in the stores. So now you're pushing it on the, the society as well as, so it's very easy to kind of, yeah, I mean, Switch that's, it up. that's the, that's the, uh, it's like a whole other conversation, I guess, but just like the way that government, the way that so many forces dictate what is going to be, you know, what's being researched, like, yeah. even if it's much less, you know, even if it's something that we could collectively get together and say, okay, like if this obviously doesn't take precedence over say, like we could have a breakthrough in some science, in some field of medicine that would cure blah, 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 X amount of people. And then people are just studying, um, you know, no, we're going to study this pill that we, you know, like, it's just going to make this, we're going to make this a little bit better. We're still going to make a lot of money off of it though. You know, like it's, it's things like that too. Like global warming, I guess too, I think you'd say like for years, I think they were just allocating money purposefully, like away from research in that area because they were just like, we don't want that to be. Ever stop. Yeah. (laughs) That money, they don't want that funding to ever stop. The funding goes into their pockets, and they say it goes into organizations. Now, in 1995, House Speaker Newt Gingrich, Alex's boy over there, <laughs> attended, attended the meeting in the Grove and was given instructions to cooperate with President Bill Clinton in building the New World Order. You know what I mean? I, that's believable. Now, the New World Order, I believe, is strictly just all of them working together against us. I think that's kind of what it is. So, of course, you know... Why wouldn't Newt do a, do something nice like that for his folk, his boy, Billy Clinton? One of the main rituals performed by the Bohemian Grove participants involves their bowing down before a 40-foot statue of an owl. Very weird. Um, Walter Cronkite on tape is said to be the voice of the carved wood owl. Walter Cronkite is, uh, what's that, in the 70s, 80s, uh, news anchor, very famous news anchor yeah. that everybody would listen to. I know Archie Bunker was always talking about old Cronkite. Um, but that kind of makes sense, too. You'd want to have the voice that's going out over America that everybody tunes in to listen to. You'd want to have him involved doing, you know, because it's almost like everybody looks up and idolizes him. There's worship. There's, like, worship there. You know the what owls, I mean? like the powers that be. Yeah. Now, the, the mascot at the Bohemian Grove uh, that opens up the ceremonies is this this big old 
carved wood owl, which I assume would probably be there year long. It's got to be private property that nobody else, it, they, you know, there's, they're not doing Timmy's birthday party there the following <laughs> weekend. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it depends if Timmy's birthday, uh, if Timmy is just, uh, uh, the son of one of those, uh, uh, big wigs that go down there. Maybe you never know. It was Timmy's death day. Unfortunately, <laughs> Uh, members proudly display owl figurines, which I wish we had one for Behold the Pill podcast. Uh, statues and images in their homes and in their corporate and government offices. So if you're ever in the home of somebody powerful and you see that owl, you know they're up to no goo. They're up to no goo. The Bohemian Grove represents the eternal mystery cults of Babylon, Rome, and Greece. Scottish Rite Masonry is part of the parcel of the Bohemian Grove. Most important, this is where diabolical satanic powers congregate each year to plan and execute their grotesque hidden agenda for the world. So that's kind of like the big fear behind it. That's that's the true conspiracy behind the whole deal. Not that they have one because it's proven that they ha- it goes down. You know, there's certain people that have admitted to it. And they play it, you know, underplay it, of course, but they've admitted to it being a legitimate thing. On July 14th, 2004, the Bohemian Club celebrated its 125th anniversary of the founding of the elite group that President Herbert Hoover once called the greatest men's party on earth. What up when you got when you got a good promo advertisement like that? That's really all you need. Yeah, I mean, it would be, it could honestly, it could just be that. Like, that'd be crazy, you know, that'd be crazy. It could almost be super cool, you know? Like, it's just like a bunch of dudes just getting, it's as simple as just a bunch of guys just getting together and hammered. Right, but they're. But they're weird guys. But they're weird guys, and the way it sounds is they're kind of, they're, they're being greedy, and they're, it's a big party to figure out who's going to, you know, take what money from where, what possessions from who, and how they're going to. I guess it would all depend on there. It all goes down to that old, the age old question. Do these people actually care in the slightest about the society that they're running or are they strictly in it for personal gain? You know what I mean? I'm sure there's some that are decent folks that try to make a difference. Like I've said before, I don't think those politicians and such are allowed to make it out of small town politics and stuff like that. I think you need to be an animal to like it, like any big thing, you need to be a hustler and a fucking manipulator to get to the higher realms of political powers, you know, and even corporate, the corporate world, you need to be a viper, you know what I mean? So that's what, those are the types of people that we're dealing with. But yeah, to, to kind of close it all, wrap it around, you know, it, it could be, there's one of two things it could be. It could be a super dark, straight up satanic ritual cult that that is trying to just the greedy and they're all powerful and they just want to run everything and they they want to make everybody slaves there's that aspect of it for sure and then there also has the element of maybe it is just this vip club of people that can't go to the neighborhood bar to have drinks you know what i mean they they have to go to this very elite little campground and for what 14 days or whatever it was Mm -hmm. they just cut loose and get wild. And it sounds like the majority, they don't really have, I mean, 
the kids and, and wives are allowed on during the day, but for the most part, you know, there's probably not even a lot of wives and kids that roll to it. That's probably like, you know, it's a special case, but it could just be a group of people that are, they can't go to the bar, like I said, but I don't know. I feel like it's, it's probably a little bit of both where it's this elite group, but yeah, people that people are probably making deals there that are, yeah, sure. that aren't the best in the world for anybody, but them, yeah, you know what I mean? Like they're making promises that are getting, you know, meddled over again weeks later. <laughs> yeah. Like they're probably saying one thing and when, cause they're having a couple of drinks, probably the worst things that happen probably happen there. A lot of beef starts there. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. That'd be the more interesting thing to hear, like what, who's got into drunken fights at this at this gathering that actually turned into a big problem after? Like fact. this was the this was the foundation for MTV's celebrity death match, or, or no? Was that MTV or was that that was MTV? Yeah. Was MTV. That was MTV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That could that could have been the foundations. You know what I mean? The fight log, like the Fight Club logs of this club. And that's that's how they that's how they did it. That's the conspiracy theory, right there. That's the true theory. That's the buried theory. That's how it does it. But yeah, I think it's a little mixture of both. So in closing, Alex, we'll let you, and then we'll let Jeff tap in. And Jeff, by the end of this, Alexander Hogg, what do you, what do you think yeah. we're dealing with when we're talking about something like the Bohemian Grove? Well, I mean, the way I see it. Is that I definitely can believe I can believe that there's a you know a, a, a place where you know the uh, higher ups you know everyone just meets up and you know make you know plans and and all that you know dirty behind the the scenes dealings. I'm if you uh, want to go with the uh, you know satanic aspect where they're you know, doing drugs and they're, you know, you know, sacrificing kids, whether it's through wars or whether it's actually, you know, like to this owl or whatever. I mean, I would not be surprised. I mean, I mean the fact is that I mean, what, going off of what you're saying about these guys not being able to go to a bar without being harassed and all that. I mean, honestly, these people are so rich and so powerful that they have, they own the bar. The bar. I mean, they have their own specific little bar that yeah, you know they can go- Grove. Yeah, but I think that that's like you know it I mean? takes away from the like they could have as many they could own as many bars as they want. Like normal Joe Schmo conversation, you know, conversationalist aren't going to be well, sitting there. Yeah, so but I mean, the, I- it takes away from the experience of it takes away from the. I think the basis of why people go to the bar in the first place to just have kind of like let loose conversation. Well, I'm, I mean, the thing is that if, if we're talking about, you know, the, the extreme, like 1%, we're talking about, you know, the, the, uh, uh creme de la creme. The creme de la creme. The Kanye West of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that I wouldn't surprise that it's, that they go all that, I mean, if they're dancing around naked doing peyote or whatever, you know, I also wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think it's it's less of, you know, hey, it's just a group of, you know, rich muckety mucks, you know, having a Boy Scout jamboree in the woods. 
I think it's more of like they meet up there to, you know, you know, make their plans. Like, you know, okay, uh, I want to, uh, you know, corner the market on, you know, insulin. Okay, as an example. I mean, those kind of deals and those kind of things going down, that's what I think that probably happens at these. That, you know, it's kind of like under the guise of just, you know, them hanging out, which I think is it's more of all the the shady dealings, all the, you know, know, passing of information on stock markets. That probably all happens there. I mean, when they decide that, oh, we're going to do a pipeline through, you know, Russia or, you know, Alaska or whatever. We're going to release a COVID virus. Yeah. All that kind of stuff, I believe, probably that they probably go to this place and that's where they do it because, you know, it's off the bean path. They got, you know, their black helicopters and all that, keeping people away. And, I mean, that's probably what goes down there. I mean, I I think it's less of Burning Man and more of, like, you know, uh, their own little, of you know, um, clubhouse Burning where man. they uh, make their plans. The man and then let hmm? them burn. Yeah. Alex so goes to I'm, Burning Man every year. Yeah. I mean, that's how I see it is that that's – it's probably all the shady shit that, you know, we know that they do. They probably, you know, make the plans at this Bohemian Grove. The shadiest shit probably happens under our noses. Like, the shadiest shit probably happens, like, underneath the fucking CVS that you used to work at. You know, or the Rite Aid <laughs> or something. You know, like, that's, that, that's static. They would not, they would not, like, demean themselves to go underneath the CVS or Rite Aid. I mean, no, no. I, I mean, like I said, I could see them like all meeting up from Eamon Grove, you know, maybe smoking a joint. Like, hey, man, how about we, you know, uh, you know, invade Afghanistan to get the oil, man? We need more oil because you know, I, 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 I need the money. So much, it almost makes it less ominous happening there than it does than just happening in the White House, like where the discussion was probably had. You know, it's just like. No bunch of dudes sketchy rich dudes you know rulers of the world sitting in the you know sitting in this oval white building where you like think this stuff's happening saying it it's almost like no then you know like that sounds more interesting than i just i think that they're probably just going there and having a couple beers i think the the fact that it's in the woods is there's a spiritual side to that like they're one with earth i do think there's some type of spiritual I'm I'm sorry. They're reaching I mean, for it. They're reaching for something. Spiritual. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm not saying no, a good spiritual thing. It, it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad, but spiritual has to uh, mean that you have to think about something above the here and now. Okay, these people can't. Okay, those who are running the world, they can't think of only thing they think about is themselves and taking care of themselves and all that. I mean, if you go, even if you go in with like. A evil spirituality. You still have to think of something uh, more powerful than you, something to worship, something that's bigger than yourself. But these people can't. These people can't wrap their mind that there's someone or something more powerful than they are. I think they. Can. I mean, I don't believe in the spirituality in this situation. I'll show I you believe that. Big owl. 
I mean, the big owl. What do you think that big owl represents? You know, maybe they they like owls. I don't know. It's dude. The sign of the Masons. You know, for anybody that out there that doesn't know about the owl and the hidden in the dollar bill, go you know Google pictures of that because you break out the magnifying glass and because the Masons des- designed all our money. You know what I mean? A lot of structures and such. So. Yeah, there's a little owl parched. It's like a little secret little owl perched up on the in the dollar bill thing to let people know that, you know, and they say, you know, the owl's all seeing, you know what I mean? They said that it it, it can see in the night, it's see in the darkness. Yeah, big, big brother. brother. It can see in the darkness. Like, even when it's dark out, it can still see. That's why they go with the owl. This, it symbolizes, you know, Knowing it, the all powerful, you know. I mean, it's probably like. Well, the way I see it, honestly, I probably like a uh, like a celebration of like bloodlust and just like greed and power and just you know like this is where we're at now because of like us kind of thing. And um, I mean, I don't think it's any. I would imagine every great, every like great society, you know, has probably done stuff like this. You know, it's. You know, the Romans, you can imagine the Romans probably had, like, they called wild. out, they probably called people back from territories to, like, have a ginormous, you know, a gigantic celebration. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that there's some sketchy stuff that happened there. I mean, I, I don't, oh, yeah. I definitely don't think that these people are probably the most trustworthy people or, like, most friendly people in the, you know, I don't know. I'm sure that some of them are probably pretty nice, but... <laughs> Yes, they're it's nice to you of, until they stab you in the back. The fact <laughs> that you can't talk about the place, you know, like that whole, you know, that that kind of going into it, I feel like they're not inviting every person who's got a. No, they're they're probably only inviting those that they uh, they can manipulate or that they believe are on the same level as they are. But right. you, that's your next movie, right there. That you're going to be out there, cool. out of the truck with a baseball bat. I'll be playing words. Alex Jones. Throwing your baseball Alex bat, your explosive baseball bat into the explosive baseball yeah. bat. I like. I'm that. going to get you. Gonna get down, and then you're going to set the. What's going to happen is you're going to set the owl on fire, and then you're going to. Well, you're going to start a one-man centralized government in the forest. I love that. Rule the world, and everybody's going to bow down to you. That's it. I wonder if you get Google oh, yeah. image. Bohemian Grove and see if this big statue owl's there. It's probably there, yeah, you right? you can see it. I just looked at it. Oh, yeah, you can see it? Yeah, if you just type in Bohemian, Bohemian Grove. So I guess it's there 24-7 all year round. I mean, I'd imagine people have definitely broken in there. I wouldn't mind owning a little piece of the owl. There you go. A little piece of the owl, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's a very... That's it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, I wonder if you can. I wonder if civilians could just go there, like on the off hours, of course, because they got some pretty close up pics of it. That they that there's a pretty close up pic of it while the ceremony is going on, which I don't know how that got leaked out, but um, very weird. The whole thing's very weird. You know, are they just being, you know, frat boys? Who knows? Or are they being, I think we all agree it's the middle of the road thing. I think it's a little bit of both. And um, decisions are made there that carry over into real life. You know what I mean? 
Unfortunately, I think there's a lot of drugs are involved with decisions. So that's always kind of a scary thing when you talk about some of this big stuff. But yeah, you know, it's funny. It'd be interesting that, you know, you see these big corporations split and stuff like that. It'd be funny if it all turned into, you know, came back to a beef at the Bohemian Grove type, you know, you know, and getting the invites huge, you know. Like Jeff was saying, not every rich and powerful person is there. You know, I'm sure that it's it's a very VIP group where they realize, okay, this person does this and can benefit us in this way. We'll send them an invite. And then when they get that invite, they're like, holy shit, um, I'm going to accept, of course, unless they don't. Then if they're against it, they probably won't. Like, I'm sure there's people that have declined. Um but then there's people that await their whole life to get that invitation. You know what I mean? And they go there and they have a Zima light and end up sucking seven dicks and they have emotional problems for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? But I think it's something like that. You know what I mean? And in the hazing, I do think hazing happens there. Um, whether it goes, if it's just physical abuse or if it's sexual abuse, nobody knows for sure. I assume that there's both, you know what I mean? But, it's a wild, uh, it's a wild ride with Steve-O, you know what I mean? You got to be careful with that stuff. So, I think we kind of came to uh, an agreement on what we think the Bohemian Grove is. You know, a bunch of people just getting wild and uh, very quite possibly worshipping something, whether it's a real thing or something they believe in. Uh, Ray Booten would tell you that it doesn't matter if it's real or someone's just believing in it because that belief can manifest in the real life stuff um and then you know of course they're going to be talking business and setting up deals for the future you know if there's somebody that somebody doesn't like and they go to this and start trashing them i'm sure everybody will eventually is not like that person and they'll probably financially hurt that business or corporation or whatever um is in the crosshairs you know what i mean it's like a big mean girls club but it's a mean boys club. That's what it sounds like. Now, I mean, so if anybody wants to go out there and check out uh, more info on it, there's pictures and videos, go check it out on the tubes and Google stuff. And uh, there'll even be a little clip at the end of this episode, as we like to do with the big outro. So with that being said, we hope everybody enjoyed the show. If you haven't subscribed to wherever you listen to the podcast, you should definitely subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. So you can get it the day, the second, not just the day, the moment that it hits the streets, it'll, you'll be notified on your phone and you can hear the episode. It's very beautiful. And we just joined up with a couple new networks. So with this is our first episode out of Behold, where we got like four or five different other networks that are going to be kind of we're going to be going through. So uh, hopefully we'll catch some more of y'all great people out there. You know what I mean? All right, cool. I thank everybody for coming out tonight to be on the show. Having Jeff live in the studio was a beautiful thing. I'll get him back in here again soon. You yeah. And uh, Alex, always a pleasure to see you over there. Always a pleasure to be seen. Good deal. As my dad says, better to be seen than viewed. You know what I mean? Laying in a coffin style. So with that being said, we'll catch all y'all on the next episode of Behold a Pale Podcast. So he 
he's also the one who told me about Bohemian Grove. Well, I actually watched it. For, that's I think this tape was actually made before I met him. So he went and snuck in to this place where like former presidents go. There's yeah. a photograph of it's uh, Ronald Reagan with Herbert Walker Bush and a couple other people all standing around. And it's like, these are the people that used to hang out at this place, and they would put on robes, and they would worship an owl god, an owl god and they would burn an effigy. And they're playing, and, and Alex snuck in and made video footage of this shit. And then no one's denying that it's real. This really did happen. They're, so they're in with these bankers and former presidents, and they're dressed like druids. Yes. And, and some guy brings over something that it's an effigy that's supposed to be a body, a wrapped up effigy. It's also a bunch of sticks in bl- in a blanket, but it's like shaped like a body. Yeah. And then they drop it on the fire, and they're all worshiping an owl god. Why is that bad? Uh, imagine if you saw those. If that's what your business is, well, what you're seeing is them burning sticks in front of this uh, owl god, and it's like this crazy. Um, crazy uh, speech they're giving while it's going on. It's, it's really weird. Listen to it. Well, and be, be and all the winds be glittering with thy nuts. Hail, fellowships, eternal flame. Once again, midsummer sets us free. And now they're, they're lighting the effigy on fire and everybody's cheering. I'm not going to be a rich kid. I'm going to be a rich kid. I'm going to be a rich kid. I'm going to be a rich kid. 